Welcome everybody to the 75th episode of the West Coast Preps podcast here on this Friday afternoon in the Bay Area. I am Chris Jackson, joined here by Gregory Morlantoon. You know what? Steph Curry's hot streak is finally over. It had to end eventually. What do you mean it's not over? That dude's MVP. But he should be MVP. I don't know why he's not. I don't get it. I don't understand why he wouldn't be the front runner right now. It doesn't make sense why people say he's number four in the race when he should be. That's the real question. Has he ever not been hot? Yeah, I mean, he, that last game against the Wizards, he had a lot of shots, but he, he had to have a game where he wasn't going to drop 45 points and hit 40 footers every time, right? Like, Are you ever going to make 18 points in a game, Chris? No, our, none of us. The, all right, there you go. All I'm saying is this hot streak had to end eventually. That's all it is. But that shouldn't take away from whatever that 10 or 11 game stretch was where he couldn't miss a shot. And it seemed like everything he heaved from – Fremont or Hayward or Alameda or Oakland or San Francisco or Dallas would go through the basket. That's how Steph is. But he should be MVP. He should be MVP. Not the front runner is a travesty to sports. And it's really sad to show what our priorities are when it comes to MVP voting. Oh, there is no one. I feel like that's the front runner. People are saying Embiid and Jokic, but I don't think either one of them have been MVP type, honestly. No, no. Steph should be the MVP easily. Yeah, I agree. There's but, no dispute. But he's not going to win. The one time we actually agree on the show. Yeah, but, but he's not going to win for whatever weird reasons there are when it comes to the voting and people having something against Steph or thinking he's just a shooter. Obviously, he's scoring a lot of points, but he's a lot more than just – people think he's almost like a spot-up shooter. That's not – Welcome to the media world of 2021. Abolish, abolish. That doesn't us, though. No, no. Yeah. We, we recognize greatness. That's right. Kinds of greatness. We just like recognize, yeah, we, we recognize everybody. People That's right. Can't seem to That's give right. credit to Stephen Curry or LeBron James or Kevin Durant or whoever else. Luka Doncic. You name the stars. People can't give them credit. But regardless – We'll give a lot of credit to some high school student athletes. Football is pretty much over, but we do have a game this weekend. We do have the Holy War St. Francis against Bellarmine. We'll be played as that game was supposed to be a few weeks ago, but COVID-19 protocols forced the delay of that game. They postponed that a few weeks, and now they will play tomorrow night in Mountain View at St. Francis High School at 6 p.m. Both teams come in with a 2-2 two and two record. St. Francis is number 16 in the Bay Area. Only losses were to number two, Sarah. And then they lost to number four, Valley Christian, by three points in overtime where Jerry Dickey had that crazy touchdown catch at the end. But they have beat San Benito by five, and they crushed Mitty by 33 points. Bellarmine also two and two with the losses to Modesto Central Catholic High School, 28 to 21. They were up in that game, but fell there in the second half. And then they lost to number four, Valley Christian. But they also do have wins over San Benito and Mitty. Both of those wins were by one possession, but they are 500 in their first year under Jalal Beachman, their new head coach. A lot of talent in this game, and you can just look at it right from St. Francis's roster where they may be 2-2, two and two, but in the WCAL, they're still one of the more premier teams in this entire region from that ridiculous league. Yeah, and you just see some of their top players. You have junior Camilo Arquette, who's got a San Jose State offer already, senior running back and defensive back Adonis Hernandez, junior wide receiver and strong safety Nico Andragueto, 
and the junior tight end and linebacker Clayton Linham, who has a bunch of offers already as well. Nevada, Colorado State, San Diego State, and Army are part of his offer group. And then you have senior linebacker Arona Maietu. I'm totally not get that right, but you know, I'm trying my best with that one. Everyone knows at this point, if you watch the podcast, that I don't pronounce names very well. So then you go to the other side of the foot or other side of the field, I should say. You have junior quarterback Wade Smith, who's played decently well this year, 238 passing yards and touchdown, 180 rushing yards and two rushing touchdowns. Senior quarterback Thomas Anderson, 431 passing yards, three touchdowns with an offer from Puget Sound for him. You have senior Jackson Sawyer, who has 211 rushing yards, two TDs, and the top hurdler in the WCAL, and his brother plays at Nevada currently. Senior Nico Domine, who's had a couple of viral videos already this year. Like every week now with this kid. What's that? Seems like every week with this kid, he's having something else. Like it's anytime he's dropping back to point, you're wondering if he's going to run a 90 yards to the house. Hey, if Pat McAfee shouts you out, well, you're obviously a premier athlete in the high school world. I've never recorded every single punt, um, but with this kid, I do. Yeah, he has 264 receiving yards as well this year, two touchdowns, 14 tackles, and we already talked about him being a star punter. And then you have senior Will Matlack, who has 28 tackles, nine tackles for loss, is committed to McClaster. And then you have senior Drew Brock, who has 23 tackles, four tackles for loss. Senior Russell McKeever, 19 tackles, six tackles for loss, along with a bunch of offers from Whittier, Gustavus Adolphus, Lin- Linfield, Pacific. And then you have Reese Burrell, who has an offer from Cal Lutheran, and senior Adam Hayishi, who already has three interceptions on the year. So a pretty good group of athletes in the WCL in these two teams. Yeah, we've mentioned it. Bellarmine might be two and two, but there's a lot of promise with that new coaching staff really pushing out kids on Twitter. They've got an entirely new system, right? Going from a slot T, heavy run, 80, 85% of the time, to now spread look really a college level RPO, NFL type of system in St. Francis there. This one should be a fun one. But you got a prediction for it? No, the prediction for it. I'm, I'm going to pick Bellarmine in this one. Wait, no, you were supposed to pick St. Francis, and I was supposed to pick Bellarmine. You wanted, pick, you wanted to pick Bellarmine in this one? I, I was leaning towards it, but you picked Bellarmine, so you just ruined my whole train of thought. Yeah, I'll pick so Bellarmine. I'm going to go Bellarmine by three. I'm going to go St. Francis by a touchdown. Yeah, I think she it's going to be a really fun. close game. It's going to be a good one. And Bellarmine's got – Two really good quarterbacks because Wade Smith's eventually going to be a 2022 kid with some offers. Thomas Anderson, the senior, probably would have some more offers, but obviously a season getting pushed back, roster spots filling up, et cetera. Something we've talked about with a lot of kids this season, just out of California and the Bay Area, then with that extra year of eligibility right in the transfer portal, it's really hurting the 2021 class when it comes to filling up roster spaces. But we'll see how it goes for a kid like him and some of these other seniors. That should be a good one. And also, Greg, you were at a women's basketball game. You saw Mitty against St. Fran- or St. Mary's, I should say, out of Stockton. You saw one of the better games this entire season already. Yeah, it's already early in the season as the season just getting rolling right now. But what a game it was. High action. Um, you know, you could see that these girls have been training all summer long, all winter long, because all of a sudden they came out and it was high-flying action um, from the very jump from tip-off there was a lot of points being scored all the way until the fourth quarter when St. Mary's defense all of a sudden decided to put the clamps on. It's like they had five Kawhi Leonard's out there 
where Mitty only scored two points in that fourth quarter after scoring 61 points in the first three quarters. So an impressive form of defense and a great comeback by St. Mary's from Stockton, and they eventually ended up getting the win in that one, moving their to 1-0, I should say, on the season for them. Um, definitely a strange season for all, but for that first game on what, you know, could be in a normal year for, you know, some sort of championship, those both programs are great programs. Um, what a great game it was to start the season off, though, for sure. Yes, it was. It's kind of crazy to hold a team where they've got 61 points for the first three quarters to two in the final eight minutes. They go from averaging, mm -hmm. what, two and a half points per minute, those first 24 minutes to – 0.25 points per minute all of a sudden the last eight minutes. That's a heck of a difference. Did St. Mary's dial something up different defensively in that one? Um, you know, it was, wasn't was really like anything different. You could just see they were flying on the court. Um, I think they just turned it up a notch. They went from fourth gear to fifth gear in that fourth quarter, and you could just see them flying around the court. Um, Mitty was hitting shots early on. It didn't seem like they missed at all, hardly ever, I should say. Um, and then in that fourth quarter – same areas just turned it up to fifth gear, it looked like, and Mitty just kind of got a little, I think, a little stunned um, and couldn't recover in time to, to get there. Um, but you could tell both teams were are high-class organizations for this year, high-class teams, and it's going to be a good year for both of them um, for however many games they both are going to get in this year. Um, but St. Mary's just brought it up as another year in that fourth quarter. Yes, they did to pull out that big road one over a team like Mitty, who's – one of the state's best basketball teams out there, actually both men's and women's remarkable programs. They've got in basketball for years, as we've seen some of the athletes that have come out of there, but it's going to be fun to see. And speaking of that, our first basketball rankings are going to be coming out next week at westcoastpreps.com. Stay tuned for that. We'll have our final football ones coming out. We'll have more baseball and all of that too. But speaking more of those rankings, baseball rankings, again, it seems like every week in the Bay area, something changes and, now we're starting to see full teams on display because football is over for most programs. So football players can now join baseball at a lot of these schools. A program like Akalani's that was top 25 preseason-wise for baseball dropped out, but you have to look at it too. They were without almost about half their roster because of so many football kids like a Sam Heyman, like a Brady Hutchinson and all of those different guys. And now those guys do return to the diamond, but Sarah is on top now of the Bay Area baseball rankings, they are averaging nearly 10 runs per game, just dominating in the top team out of the WCAL right now. You look at a lot of WCAL and EBAL in the top four right there because it goes Sarah Valley, Christian, Cal, De La Salle. But De La Salle actually just got swept by San Ramon Valley and shut out in both games, three to nothing, seven to nothing. It was the first time De La Salle got shut out since 2014, and they got shut out twice in one week by San Ramon Valley. So you can expect next week. Santa Monica is going to take a big jump in these rankings again. One of the Bay Area's hottest teams. You really don't know what to expect out of the EBAL when it comes to baseball. It seems anyone can beat anybody. It yeah. doesn't matter if you're last place or first. Yeah, I know with this season being so weird, we've been very football heavy as that season's now wrapping up. We get to the craziness that is Bay Area baseball because it seems like they're any given day anyone can win a single game. Um, you know, daily style. Everyone knows what that program is like for them to get swept this week by a team that struggled early on in the season, but obviously is starting to get hot um, in San Ramon Valley. What that, that explains Bay Area baseball right there. And then you have teams like Sarah and Valley Christian of the WCAL who are just completely dominating Sarah averaging almost 10 runs 
a game to their first eight games. And then you see Valley Christian, they lost to number nine Los Gatos, but then they bounced back and had victories against number six Palo Alto and number seven Midi in these rankings. Heritage over in the BBAL is at number five, won 11 1 already this year. You go up and down this list, the amount of talent that's on the baseball field, and you see it in the majors. There are a ton of Northern California Bay Area baseball players littered all over the show right now. So I'm excited to get into the baseball season. Um, it's going to be a it's going to be a fun another month of baseball as we're just getting going. And now the professional baseball is back too. We're going to start tracking where some of these Bay Area guys are and how they're doing for a lot of these different teams. It seems like at all 30 Major League Baseball teams, there's a Bay Area connection somewhere, someone from one of these ridiculous leagues. And you go up and down these rankings, though, too. Number five, Heritage, just lost to Freedom yesterday just for their second loss of the season. Number 11, Redwoods, undefeated record is no more. Going into Wednesday, they had outscored opponents 91-12. to 12. Just absolutely dominant fashion. They scored 10 or more runs six times. Tanner Valley is going to be jumping up. You saw Doherty Valley jumped into the rankings after they had beaten Granada. They swept them. They beat Monta Vista. So Doherty Valley is another hot team there out of the East Bay Athletic League. Doherty Valley, traditionally, you don't think of them being a premier baseball school, right? But here's Doherty Valley coming in. Just another East Bay baseball team is – I think that's all you really need to say anymore. But there's so many great teams. Alameda, you've got Berkeley just actually clinched the title there yesterday, I believe. And then you've got Cardinal Newman came in undefeated. Sacred Art Cathedral is a very hot program. Sequoia, Tamil Pius. It's going to be fun to see where this season goes. Same with softball. We've seen some softball already. You've got some really good programs. We'll start really highlighting some softball here coming up next week as well, hitting some of those games and getting some future stories on some athletes, including – a UCLA softball commitment out of Clayton Valley Charter. Baseball, though, this is going to be a fun race. Same with basketball. Same with softball. Same with all these sports. Football might be done, but there are plenty of more sports going on at the same time right now in the Bay Area over this next month and a half to conclude the academic year before it looks like we'll get into some sense of normalcy again here in the fall, it looks like. And then moving on to our Women's Athlete of the Week, it's going to be Alameda's Taylor and Dolsek. Last week in wins over Berkeley and Bishop O'Dowd, she combined for seven hits, four of which were doubles. She had six RBIs. And this season, too, you look at her numbers, just absolutely dominating. 639 average, seven doubles, two triples, two home runs, 16 RBIs, and nine stolen bases as Alameda's nine and three on the diamond. Alameda High School this year doing great in baseball and softball. They've had some great athletes come along in those sports. Baseball's had in years past be the number one team in the Bay Area before for a month or two during season. So it's Taylor and Dolzak, very deserving of that Women's Athlete of the Week honor. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's a heck of a week. You have four doubles, six, um, sorry, seven hits and six RBIs in one week. That's going to be Definitely in consideration after the week, every single week. And this week, he's, she's going to win this one. We've talked about on the baseball field how many great, talented players there are. But you go to the softball diamond, and there's just as many um, amazing softball players um, just littered around this place. It's just amazing how many great athletes we have in the Bay Area. And we've only touched the very minimum of how many there are in there. And over the next few months, we're definitely going to be capturing more of these great athletes. Like you said, more softball athletes, track and field season is now just getting underway as well for most of these schools. So we're just getting started and we're just at the very tip of the iceberg of what West Coast Preps is going to do. So I'm excited to go out to the more softball games over the next couple 
months over um, some more track and field events, soccer, all of the above. Uh, definitely going to be doing more work towards, you know, some of these more sports. Um, and then, like you said, more sense of normalcy next year when we'll probably be unveiling even some more stuff that we're going to be doing for, for West Coast preps and coverage for all these great student athletes. Yep. And this is going to be a busy weekend too, because Saturday afternoon for basketball, I'll be at Bellarmine host Palo Alto and boys basketball Saturday afternoon at three o'clock. Then I'll head out to Mountain View at six o'clock for St. Francis Bellarmine football. But it's going to show you just all the different sports we are going to cover on certain days, certain weeks with the baseballs, the softballs, the track and fields, the men's basketballs, the women's basketball. So this is going to be a fun stretch ride to it's very shortened, but very fun and very busy and very electric, you could say. Yeah, hectic, but very fun because it's – I think everybody's a lot happier now than they were January 5th when a season was supposed to happen then and it wasn't happening January 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th, et cetera. But we've talked about some sleeper athletes in the Bay Area tomorrow at westcoastpreps.com highlighting five – football sleeper prospects we're going to highlight different sleeper prospects over the next few weeks so don't think just because we highlighted these five that there won't be more sleeper prospects we'll highlight obviously all of our top 45 coming out soon all area team all these different athlete recognition but greg i'm going to put you on the spot who was one athlete who was one bay area athlete that is really being slept on as a prospect and you can go any position any school whoever you think just right off the top of your head I, I have to go two, actually, because they're both quarterbacks. Uh, Nick Bandanza out of Branham, who leads the CCS, I believe, in passing this year. Yep. Um, absolutely had an amazing year after he had a great year last year in a run-heavy offense. They moved to more pass-heavy offense, showing that he can really be a leader in both. Um, and then you go all the way to the other side of the bay to Akalani's and Brady Hutchinson. I mean, we've, we've talked about him a lot on this podcast. Um, I know he has some stuff in the works, but by far those are the two most slept quarterbacks at the least um, right now. Um, I, I add one more to it too, Dylan Seeley, who doesn't have a single offer yet um, and deserves one for how much, how strong he is, how great of a football player he is, how great of a leader he is. And you can see all three of these guys have something in common. They're all great leaders. Um, and apparently that's just one thing that you always seems to be overlooked. You look at measurables and all that sort of stuff, but you can't ever measure leadership and heart and determination. And that's what all three of those guys have. So those are probably top three for me. They're, and they're culture changers too, because look at what Dylan Seeley senior class that we highlighted that on the website today, westcoastpreps.com. Their first practice as freshmen, 13 guys showed up, right? What did that senior class with Dylan Seeley, who was a state championship game MVP accomplish? in these four years. They won an East Bay Athletic League title this year in the Mountain Division, one of the best leagues in all of America. They won a North Coast section title last year, a Northern California title, a state title, just one game after game, rain after rain, and he only had a preferred walk-on offer that he got earlier this off. Just during the offseason, I should say, from Western Oregon, you look at Brady Hutchinson, and top NCS passer, we'll go into his stats in a minute, Nick Banzanza, the only offer he announced was in the offseason from Pacific, and other than that, He's had nothing. I talked to his head coach this morning, Stephen Johnson at Branham, said not really anything because roster slots at a lot of schools for the 2021 class are filled up. So it's hard to find a home for Nick Van Danza right now. But his production, 1,567 passing yards and 13 touchdowns in five games. That comes after over 1,400 yards, 22 touchdowns, and just four picks last year when he and Branham went to a CCS title game. He also had over 600 rushing yards last season. And this year's passing numbers were – 
500 more, 504 more than anyone else in the Central Coast section. Teddy Purcell of Sacred Heart Prep, also another sleeper too. We can throw him in there, right? Number two in the CCS, 1,063 passing yards, 11 touchdowns, just one pick for Sacred Heart Prep in their undefeated season. There's so many ones. And then let's go into Brady Hutchinson's stats as well for how overlooked that he's been. I know there's some stuff in the works for him. We won't be able to announce that yet, but we will soon. The number two passer in the NCS, 1,381 yards and 15 touchdowns comes a year after he had 2,600 yards and 29 touchdowns. And he hasn't had a whole lot coming his way. And it's unbelievable to think that some guys like this are not getting the looks. And especially with their leadership, you can't measure the leadership of Dylan Seeley, his work ethic. You watch that dude in the weight room. You watch the work he puts in. He does not have an ounce of fat on his body. He has done everything he can working with his father, Marcus Malu, showcases his Clayton Valley teammates. He's done a lot for Clayton Valley football, and he's a big reason why this Clayton Valley senior class will be in school history forever. Brady Hutchinson, another guy at Aquilani's, won a league title as a junior, their first league title in 30 years. He came into that school wanting to change Aquilani's football forever. And, well, Brady was a big reason why they did with the league title last season. They go 5-1 and one this year with the only loss coming to Camp Window. And then Teddy Purcell and Nick Van Den, so those are some ones. But there's a lot of – You could add one more in there too. Uh, Dylan Seeley's teammate, Omari Taylor, um, who's had an amazing season this year. I know for both Dylan Seeley and Omari Taylor, uh, all their stats are not in yet for Max Prep, so we're still waiting for those final stats to come in. But you looked at his stats for four games for Amari Taylor, and they were outstanding already tops, um, or some of the top in the North Coast section and all of California um, for the season. And Omari Taylor, another guy that deserves some more looks at the least. Yes, he is, especially with his stats last year at 1,400 rushing yards. He is an athlete, and he is – I know he's generated Division One interest, but no school has offered him. And the amount of things that dude has overcome, you can't measure his heart either. Last year, right just in the week of one of his games, he unfortunately lost his, his brother tragically, and that kid still went out there and played one of the more remarkable stories you'll see. I think that tells you everything you need to know about Amari Taylor, the things he's overcome and how strong in his character to overcome all of that and become a champion at Clayton Valley Charter, and it's only a matter of time before he should get something. Same with Dylan Seeley. I'm going to go through one more guy, Cameron Wright from Antioch. It amazes me how he was a second-team all-league selection. I know some Antioch people were mentioning this on Twitter, and you know what, I'm right there with you. He was tied with Bryson Parker out of Deer Valley for the league lead in tackles, and somehow he was second-team all-league, which is remarkable to me. I don't get that. That should show you right then and there how overlooked he is just by even people right near him because Cameron Wright is a dude that should be playing at the next level and should be getting some more offers, and he should have been first-team. And that's yeah. not a discredit. That's not a discredit to any kid ahead of him. But when you lead your league in tackles like the BVAL, you should be getting more than second team recognition. Without a doubt. And he also, I don't understand that one because he has the build, he has the size, um, you know, and just the way he, the way I've seen him play, the way I've seen him practice um, once as well. He's got the size. He's got the speed. He obviously has the heart. Um, he's going to get there and be physical, leading the league in tackles this year. Um, that's another great one. That's totally a sleeper. Um, and I mean, we could go, there's a list of Bay Area. Bay Area versus everybody. I know we've kind of started 
take that one out, but it's the truth. It is very versus everybody lately, uh, especially right now during this year with the, the season being pushed back. It's more than ever very versus everybody. But you know what that means is the junior college programs are going to be filled with an amazing talent this year, um, not only here, but I think all over California, I think all over um, the country and whatnot, I think the junior college program is going to be filled as the effects of giving everyone an extra year, the effects of opt-outs and all that sort of stuff are going to come into full effect for the next couple of years now. Um, so you're going to see a junior college program be filled with a lot of talent. Yep, especially these California JUCOs, right? There's a reason why last chance you wanted to highlight them in the first place about the scholarships and a lot of overlooked kids from California, what they've done at Laney College, San Francisco, Foothill, San Mateo. I mean, you can name it, American River College. You just named a list of JUCOs in California. There's a lot of kids. And we're going to need – we're definitely going to want to hit some junior college games this fall because they're going to be filled with dudes that should be playing at Division One or Division Two, Division Three institutions that instead were forced to go the junior college route because of – roster and scholarship numbers at schools right now in that 2021 class but before we wrap this up we do close this with heavy hearts van and high school we send our thoughts to van and high school at fairfield everyone touched by daniel Hughes. we had talked to him we had seen him at showcases a fantastic kid like we can attest just like anybody how fantastic and talented and special that kid was i know he was actually just named his league's mvp because he had a remarkable season on this football field as a senior he had some offers Unfortunately, he lost his life due to gun violence. So we send our thoughts to him, his family, his friends. Everybody loved the kid. I know, Greg, you were at that game not too long after he had gotten shot and saw just how much he meant to his teammates and the strength he showed. The fact that he showed that was still able to live for a while after what happened, I think, says everything you got to know about that kid, too. It shows his heart, his strength, and he was a kid destined for big things, and I know his legacy is going to live on there forever in Fairfield, in the Bay Area, and in Northern California and California, and there's going to be a lot of kids that are going to be inspired by Daniel Hughes' journey and showcase his character in their lives and become a great person just like Daniel was. Yeah, I mean, it's a truly sad story. Uh, like you said, tragic event. Uh, a great player, a great person, most importantly. Uh, we, you know, like you said, we've seen him at showcases before. We've seen him all over, been able to talk to him and saw him all the time. Um, and it's just tragic. You saw, got to, or I should say, I got to see his teammates come together um, as he was continuing to fight and continue to try and get, you know, back to a good point and whatnot, unfortunately. Um, and tragically, uh, he did pass away. So, like I Chris said thoughts and prayers are all to the Fairfield community, the Vanden community, um, the Bay Area community, um, and obviously an important topic that still needs to be addressed in terms of gun violence and whatnot. But right now, you know, all thoughts and prayers go to, to Daniel and his family. Yep, we, so we hold heavy hearts at, for Vanden High School, for Daniel Hughes' family. If you guys ever need anything, you always reach out to us the West Coast, perhaps we'll be more than happy to help all of you out any single time we know. Struggles happen in life, but it's how we overcome and how we bounce back. That's going to show everything. I know Daniel Hughes would want everybody to fight just like he did and show the same strength he did. And I know that you all will make him proud. And we're excited to see what all of you accomplish in the rest of your careers and the rest of your lives. Until our next episode, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube page. Follow all of our work at West Coast Preps underscore on social media. And check out all of our stories, content, game recaps, and future stories and photos at westcoastpreps.com.